I'm Yvette Mayer and this is the Lit Up and Liberated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm a corporate dropout with a 30-year background in marketing and advertising who after a breast cancer style wake-up call realized I felt stuck and drained and longed to feel lit up and liberated. Forward to today and I am living that reality. I'm an online intuitive business coach with a multi-six-figure business living as a digital nomad and supporting my clients, my students and you to grow online businesses that are profitable, scalable and impact driven. If you're ready to feel lit up and liberated as you claim your place as a digital CEO, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to the Lit Up and Liberated Entrepreneur podcast. This week is a guest week and I'm super excited to be bringing Liz Morris, a good friend of mine, onto the show. Liz is just the most magical woman. I met her on my travels. Actually, we kind of connected on Instagram, but then we met in person in Ellie Beach. Liz is also somebody who has had a long entrepreneurial journey and has recently pivoted once again. I would love her to share a bit about her her adventure since starting her own business and the twists and turns and where she's at now. So over to you, Liz. Welcome. Oh, thanks, Yvette. What a beautiful introduction. I feel like you're magical too. (laughs) Thank you for visiting me in Airlie Beach in all of your travels. It was definitely one of the highlights of my year, considering how far it feels like we're so um, disjointed from all humans at the moment. So it was lovely to see you and get to know you. Um, Oh, gosh, my story. So I have a really long story, but I'll try and make it short and sharp and snappy for you. I have been an entrepreneur for at least 15 years, you know, the whole had a baby, didn't want to go back to work, gave up my corporate career and uh, just wanted to stay at home with my kids. So my very first business is I actually purchased a business. So that was uh, an interesting experience because I had no business background at all. So I purchased a hand and feet sculpture business, which people may not even know is a thing anymore, but uh, it was little baby hands and feet that I would take. <laughs> still popular. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and then I expanded that business. My husband, uh, he did the picture framing for that business. And then we evolved that into um, doing photography. So before I left school, I was a photographer. So then it was like a natural transition from purchasing this business to then becoming a photographer with that business. And then my husband did the picture framing and then that snowballed. <laughs> and at the time we were in Canberra. And I remember thinking we were so, you know, I wanted to be at home with my kids. We were so far in debt with our house and the cars and my kids were going to start at private schools. And then when my third baby was born, he, you know, those pivotal life changing moments. So when my third baby was born, he was in the intensive care for three weeks. And I remember sitting there thinking, what the heck are we doing? You know, we are in debt. We're just trying to make ends meet. My husband was a bricklayer at the time, which was extremely hard on his body in Canberra. So it was like snowing and ice all the time. And we went out of the hospital and it just kind of made me realize that life is so short. So we literally packed up a camper trailer with three kids under four at the time. So my baby was only three months old and we went around Australia in a camper trailer, which is why I 
love internet because I just remember that experience so well and how pivotal it was to our life. It really changed everything from that moment on. We saw I had never really been off the East Coast as a kid. We never travelled much as kids. So getting off the East Coast of Australia and seeing this beautiful big country that we have, and I thought there is no way I can just come back and sit in Canberra. It was just too much. Yeah. So we got back home and there's a whole story about how we chose Early Beach. But in the end, we packed up our life. We sold everything we had and we decided then and there we were going to flip our life. So everything that was hard, we decided we were going to undo. So we had a massive mortgage. So we literally went to Early Beach and I did that search on realestate.com where you go the cheapest house in the whole town. <laughs> And we found it and that was it. We chose this house. It was on the main street, which is what we wanted because we thought we're going to give this whole business thing a go. So we sold up everything, moved up to Early Beach, bought the most rundown house you've ever imagined on the main street so that we could operate our picture framing photography and hand and feet sculptures from here. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, that was the start of the journey of the you know, the change and and everything. So we went from having this house when we arrived, we kind of came with rose-coloured glasses and we thought mm-hmm. it would take us three, min- three months to fix up. So we had enough buffer in the account to last us for three months and then we realised how much renovating costs. Mm-hmm. We quickly ran out of money. <laughs> so uh, I tried to get a job up here and I couldn't find a job. Wow. I was uh, apparently very overqualified because I had a background in occupational health and safety and being in corporate, but it was just too much for our little town. Yeah. So we decided to just rent a shop and that's how we started. We had a shop down by the beach and we ran our picture framing and photography and the Hannafit sculpture. We did that for two years while we renovated our house and built a new studio and workshop at our house. Then we moved the business all home and then good old psycho and Debbie came and wiped it all out in 2017. And this was the next pivotal stage of our life. So once our businesses got wiped out, we decided that we couldn't rely on this little tiny town to be our only income source. It would be so stressful. And uh, literally the town got wiped out. There was no one wanting photography, like all the all the weddings, all the holidays, everything got cancelled. Uh, the media did a great advertising campaign about how bad Early Beach was. So everybody that had a holiday refused to come here. Everything was cancelled. It was like for our town, it was like the the rehearsal for COVID really is how I felt. It was just, it was, it was hell. And it, it took us a little while. And, and then I remember going to a conference thinking, I just went to a conference in Sydney that I just needed to get my head clear. And I met these women that were making, they had product businesses, but they invented products or they bought products and then they shipped it all over Australia. And I was like, that's genius. I don't have to um, be in my own town anymore. I can do something that is Australia wide because I'd always been a service-based business and it was like, hours for dollars or I had to have customers coming in or I had to go and do a photo shoot. So this whole concept of doing a product business that you could sell online was just mind blowing to me. (laughs) So of course, being the person I am, I make decisions quick. I decided, right, that's it. We're going to go to a factory. I set up a connection with a Chinese factory and I rang my husband from this conference and said, guess what? Mum and dad are coming to look after the kids we're going to China next week and we're going to spend five days in this factory and design a new product. 
he was like, yes, dear. <laughs> he was a very yes, dear. So, yeah, so we did that and we invented a brand new picture frame concept that we had played with as custom framers for a while. And, and we invented a product called a brilliant frame. So we have brilliant frames and co, which is a front opening picture frame. And um, you hang it on the wall and it opens like an art cabinet. So we invented that. We brought it back and we started selling it online. So yeah. <laughs> then, Early. of course, that's just not enough. I was like so in, it just enthralled in the whole online marketing and how it works and how um, online, you know, all these people online are making money. I wanted to know how to do it and I wanted to expand it. So I just spent like two or three years just so engrossed in what people were doing and how they could do it. Yeah. So we were running the brilliant frames. We were still running our custom framing. We built back up the photography. And um, then COVID came along and I was like, great. So, again, there goes all my photography business and goes all my um, custom framing business people, human interaction again. We had the brilliant frames going, but I was like, I just wasn't energized by it. I just, mm. I, I'm one of these people that needs you to. You weren't keep feeling so lit up in that moment. No, <laughs> definitely <laughs> not. I felt like I needed to do more. And then I also thought about all the people who were starting to ask me questions. I was in so many product business groups mm-hmm. and they were all starting to talk to me about, um, oh, you're a product business owner, but you're also doing your own product photography. How can we do our own photography? And then I saw this gap in the market and mm. I was like, well, at first I started taking on people's photography work. So people would start sending me their products because I thought, well, I can do that at home. That's yeah. a natural a natural pivot. I've got yeah. my studio. So I started doing other people's product photography for them. They'd send me their products and then I'd send them back, et cetera. And, you know, and then I started to say to people, oh, make sure you resize them and you have to do the banners like this. And then I was telling them how to manage their photos because it's one thing to go to a photographer and get these photos but it's another completely entirely different thing to upload them onto your website correctly and name them properly Mm. and then I discovered oh actually I really enjoy teaching people about this stuff (laughs) so this is where it pivoted again and I was like you know what I'm not going to do your photography you can learn how to do it yourself yeah so this is about September, October last year, uh, COVID year, 2020, yeah. last year. And I was like, okay, I need to learn how to do online course creation because Digital I have a time, baby. <laughs> I pivot again. So I, yeah, I built a course uh, using Kajabi, which I know you love as well. Love it, love it. Uh, and I just pivoted all those people asking me to do their product photography. I, I made a course up and I taught them how to do their own product photography and that went really really well until <laughs> I get you know the next, pivot is coming. Yes, the next pivot is coming I realized very quickly I was doing live courses and I had a live coach uh, a live teaching group so yeah. Facebook group and I'd go in there all the time and I realized very quickly we stopped talking about photography and we started talking about business and they would be asking me all business questions like from how to build my own course and how to, um, you know, get the maximum out of Shopify websites and how to, how did I import products and how did I do this and how did I do that? And I loved it, absolutely loved it. And all of a sudden I realised, hang on, I'm just narrowing my own experiences into photography, but it's not lighting me up anymore. I, The thought of teaching women how to do business yeah. and how to make little pivots and changes in their business 
even the mindset that is behind it all, like I, every business model I've ever had, it still requires the same thing. I still require, you know, your mindset, your clarity, yeah, good strategy, and then taking action. And it's just the principles that I've applied to any business model I've had. So then along came the next pivot and I started, I really just moved into a natural progression from teaching photography to now teaching business. And that was a really long story of it, but that's kind of me in a nutshell. Can I just reflect back to you that you are lit up and liberated personified? Like you literally, okay, so the mission, and I rewrote this this week because I was onboarding a new team member But the mission, my mission as a business is to help women break free from the conditioned way of life, which is need to get a nine to five job and follow my nose and rise through the ranks. Also, life isn't meant to be easy. And, you know, what are you talking about? Like it, what is this lit up and liberated thing? And I call BS on that. I truly believe that we get to live life on our terms and the most empowering thing we can do is build our own business, focusing on what lights us up and, and, you know, our life. And your journey is, to me, it's literally somebody who has innately decided that they want to live their life lit up and liberated. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why we just connect so well because Mm -hmm. that's exactly how I I feel. And I I think giving myself permission along the way is to pivot and change and move when it doesn't work. And that's, I guess that's why at the moment, like my biggest passion is about pivoting and being open to that because I'm like you, I feel like life is too short to be just stuck doing something you don't want to do. But I also believe that you don't have to stick with a path just because that's what was given to you or that's what you decided to start with. So the fact that I started with business, uh, you know, making hand and feet sculptures, that really suited my lifestyle at the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I could work. I remember like, (laughs) I remember the checklist. So I always run through what I want before I, before I even think of a business or I think of what I want to do next. I always think, what do I want? So I remember writing this whole list and I was like, okay. So I tried book work at home and I fell asleep in a filing box because I, like, I'm not joking. My husband found me because I had young babies and I was breastfeeding and I was, I, because my background was OH&S. So I started working for a company to do their filing at home. Oh, Oh God. And it was my version of hell. Oh, it was my version of hell, but I thought it's the way to stay at home. And I remember like my husband waking me up and I was literally laying in boxes asleep. So I had this checklist and it was like, okay, so what do I want to do in my life? And, you know, this is part of the way I work with my clients now is what do I want to do? What does my ideal day look like? What does my future look like? What do I look like from a month from now to a year to now to five years from now? And even though it's like big audacious dreams, Mm -hmm. it's about having this whole criteria and then finding instead of finding a business that suits you or finding a, you know, finding something out there, it's about designing what you want. Mm -hmm. So I had this checklist and I remember saying, okay, well, I have young babies. I can't always not have my babies with me because I didn't have childcare then. So I want to talk to other mums. Okay. So it's got to be a business that has mums as my customer. Right. Okay. Um, I like babies because I'm right in that zone at the moment. So they have to be having babies and we can all talk about babies. So, okay, there we go. And I went through all this criteria. I'm a bit creative. So 
I'd like to be doing something with my hands that doesn't let me fall asleep in a box of files. (laughs) And basically I went through all of this stuff that I wanted to do and that I didn't want to do. And then I just kind of launched it to the universe. And I was like, okay, this is what I want. And this is what I don't want. And it was the same time. And I'm not, not a hugely spiritual person, but I do believe in that if you put it out to the universe, it comes back. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happened. So the story of how I even bought my first business was so bizarre. I walked into a into a video shop and I met this lady who I had met a year and a half, two years before with that business. And she was working in a video shop. And I, I'm not one to go up to people that I can't really remember, but for something told me to go up and talk yeah. to this lady. And I said to her, I know you, like, do you own a business? And she said, oh, I've actually got it on the market and it's for sale. And I was like, whoa, that's so weird. Anyway, she goes, do you want to buy it? And I was literally three days off having my second baby. (laughs) I was like, are you insane? Like I'm about to pop out a baby. I don't think so. But then six months later when I was ready, I rang her, I tracked her down. All her phones had been disconnected and I ended up tracking her down through a school newsletter for some random school. (laughs) So bizarre. And I rang her and I was like, is this business still for sale? And she was like, yes. And I was like, okay, that fits my criteria. All right, I want that. It fits my criteria. And even then after the cyclone, I had my criteria. Okay, I need a product business. I need something I can get manufactured overseas. I can get need something I can ship around Australia. Like tick, 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 tick. Okay, here you go, universe. All right, Liz, you're going to go to a conference and then you're going to do this. <laughs> and it just kind of all... you, uh, Okay, so for those that listen regularly, you know I'm, I am quite spiritual and I love my human design. You are such a manifester. Oh, yes. we. I didn't even know about my human design until you came and visited me in Early Beach. Hey? And then we talked about this a lot. But yes. I'm absolutely a manifester and my husband is absolutely the generator. I am the ideas person and he yeah. is the doer. Thank God, because I would not see anything through. <laughs> oh, and, and like just the way you live your life and you put it out to the universe. And you also have an ability, which I love in you, to see possibilities that aren't already there it's like I don't know exactly what this is but I know there's space for me yeah to step into (laughs) and then you do yeah and it's funny that because I don't realize that I do that and I guess I say I'm not spiritual but I probably am super spiritual Mm. I just don't have crystals around yeah (laughs) but um yeah like this sorry I'm just a crystal But it's just, it's so funny because I am only just learning now um, as I'm stepping into this coaching role and I'm working with women in this space and I'm like, wow, this is actually unique to me. It's not, it's not, I just assume everybody is the same and I assume everybody can find these gaps in the market, but it's not. It's kind of interesting when you reflect reflect it back. I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. And I think even you arriving when I needed you in Early Beach, because you were one of the people that told me, just go for it. Like, why are you waiting? And I was like, oh, because I don't have a coaching certificate and I don't have an NLP certificate and rah, rah, rah. And you were like, that's bullshit. You've got a, you've You've got got enough. 15 years experience (laughs) in entrepreneurship and so much to offer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not till even when I started talking, I remember doing my first podcast interview with another lady and I was like, wow, 
I've done a bit. Like, oh I just, my God. <laughs> uh, your experience is worth 10 certificates. <laughs> no, literally, like, if, especially when it comes to business coaching and mentoring, if somebody arrives to what we do, having never run a business, having never led a team or carried a vision through, having only done coaching certificate training, uh, yeah. Yeah. Who wants a coach? No, it's just not the, it's not how we will be attracted to that person for coaching in this space. Yeah, yeah. And it's so exciting now. I feel like, as you say, I'm I'm lit up and liberated finally. And and it's not to say, and the thing about this whole, even that statement, lit up and liberated, it's not a one-off thing. Like when I started, so when I moved to Ellie Beach, I decided to specialize in newborn photography because again, it was about um, my life and I didn't want to go out every weekend and do weddings. So I was like, okay, well, there's no newborn photographers here. I'm just going to specialize and I will be the chick that everybody comes to. And it worked really well. But at that time, I was so lit up and liberated about newborn photography. I loved it. Like, I could spend three hours settling a newborn. Like people in my town knew me as the baby whisperer. They used to say, I'm going to ring her at three o'clock in the morning and go and get her. And I was so passionate about that. Like you should have seen my studio back then. I know you've seen it more recently now, but back then I had beautiful um, newborn props and lounges and I would spend hours sourcing material. So I was lit up and liberated about newborn photography, you know, And then I pivoted again and I changed. And then I was lit up and liberated about product photography. And then I was, you know, a product business. And it's okay. It's not a final destination. It's about growth and change and being open to it. And also knowing, and this is one thing I go on and on about, it's okay to change. Like 100%. What, what suits you back then? may not suit you in 12 months time or you know that that long-term thing but it's about constantly being liberated and constantly Mm -hmm. moving in that direction and not just being comfortable you know oh gosh yeah I mean you know my my journey in business started with selling essential oils like it has (laughs) taken so many twists and turns but I don't believe that I could do what I do today without the experience of all of those pivots along the way like it's literally like when I was selling doTERRA essential oils I'd never learned how to market myself on social media before I was still in corporate and I was doing that on the side and I was trying to figure out how do I have an Instagram account that attracts people who want to buy oils that was my first foray into learning about my own online marketing for my own business so that yeah. was really valuable. It grew my profile. You know, I went on Indoterra to get up into the higher ranks. So I spoke at leadership. That grew my authority to a, you know, a huge group of women. And then I took forward my health coaching studies and talked to LinkedIn as an audience about well-being and consulting. And I thought that was the path that I was going to go down. And no. I, I was reflected back to in, in people contacting me to, to coach them and not just in the coaching space, but I learned how to really go hard after building a personal brand in that time because that was my pathway to unlocking what I thought was going to be this corporate well-being career, career business. Uh, but no, 
I ended up coaching as a result of that. But gosh, I learned so much. Like when I was when I was doing that, I challenged myself to create a new video piece of content every day for a hundred days. I mean, that That's was huge. So, like, I'm not going to go through my entire journey, but I, I, t- I so relate to what you're saying. It's it's about evolving and iterating from from my experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean people like they, when you say I've been in business for 15 years, but people assume that, oh, she's been doing this for 15 years. I didn't even know what Instagram was until yeah. 2018. So I've literally only been on Instagram for what, three years. Yeah. And that is like, that blows people's mind because they just assume, oh, she's become a business coach now. But I'm like, but there's so many valuable things that you learn in business in all different you know, in all different respects, not just about how to do Instagram marketing. Like when I first learned in 2018 what a client avatar was, I had naturally been doing that mm. for the last 10 years. I didn't realize there was a name. Yeah. I didn't even know I didn't even know what manifesting was until I joined Instagram. Like I didn't even know it was a word, but I had been doing it my whole life. You know, like it's so interesting how we can, you know, pivot and change and move on. And if you're open to it, I think people that that aren't lit up and liberated, yeah, still not feeling drained. <laughs> it's because they're stuck. It's because they're in their own head. They feel like they have to do it. They feel like they they're just not open to the possibilities. They're not and open to the they, playing and dancing with what's possible for them. Yes, yes, and also that whole mindset about it's going to be okay. Like I've always kept that in my mind. And my husband and I have always, every single business decision or every time we've changed business or pivoted or anything, we've always had one rule and that has stuck with us the entire time. And that is don't risk the house. Mm. And that's just been our business motto for our entire life. So don't bet the bank. Exactly. Yeah. If it's, if it's a risk worth taking, as long as we can, we will still have a roof over our head, then it's worth the risk. And it's always just been something that we have done. Yeah. And we've always run by that. Like, I mean, my husband is actually a licensed builder and we were always going to build spec houses. So build a display home and then sell it. But to do that, you have to put your own house on the line, right? <laughs> You have to bet the bank. So we've always been like, okay, that's in with our young family. It's never yeah. been worth the risk. It's yeah. an, uh, so my background is also risk assessment <laughs> as a natural <laughs> in my OHS days, corporate days was a risk. As an influence on how you navigate. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So as long as we've never risked the house, anything is on the on the table. Amazing. Love that. Oh, it's been so wonderful to chat to you. Before we finish up, I would love to hear if there's anything that's just on your heart right now that you would want to share with the audience, anything at all. Well, I think it's just uh, you've got me all passionate about being open to possibility Uh, and, you know, and I guess from me to your listeners is just, as you say, dance in the dance in the world, you know, dance around the idea, the possibilities Set up your own life and then find out what you need to do to achieve that, I reckon. Just, mm. you know, have big dreams and don't stop. Be a, be open to pivoting. Be open to new possibilities. Be open to new people and um, see, where, see how it unfolds. That's, that's my big 
takeaway, I think. Oh, I've loved having this conversation with you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank um, you for having I can't me. Wait to share you, which I will have already done. So for the listeners, but <laughs> where I, I can't wait to share with you with the with my audience and um, yeah, appreciate you being in my world. Thank you so much for, gosh, looking after me in Ellie Beach, taking my photos for me loving my dog, all of the things. Uh, Yeah, love, love, love building a close friendship with you. Oh, thank you so much. You're just definitely such an inspiration and I I love being in your world. (laughs) Likewise. Awesome, awesome. Okay, to the listeners, thanks for joining me this week. I'm, as always, so grateful that you choose to put me in your ears or on the car stereo, whatever that may be. And I look forward to being back with you soon. Bye now. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Lit Up and Liberated Entrepreneur podcast. I truly appreciate you being here. And if you appreciate me, why not jump on into iTunes and leave me a review? Five star would be nice. Share it on social media. I can't wait to get to know you. Jump into my DM on the gram anytime at Yvette Mayer underscore. Other than that, there's a boatload of info in the show notes. I can't wait to be back in your ears soon. Bye for now.